You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Bruce Campbell is the finest man to grace a silver screen. All the other actors just degrade his noble scenes. The Oscars should award him for his wondrous career. Hold a town parade for him with each movie premiere. Hello, hello. We are here. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on, Sleepy John? This is episode five of the Sleepy Games podcast. How has your week been? <laughs> uh, my week's actually, it's been pretty good. I'm uh, working on this house that's uh, out of town. Uh, so I've just been kind of doing a bunch of work in there. Wait, was there a full and, renovation they're doing? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. I had a renter, and uh, the renter was... Uh, I guess not loving of the house and the drywall and the trim and so on. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah the list goes on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good house, but yeah, it needs uh, that the maintenance and everything. So, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I, I I bought my tickets this week for Europe. You did? Yeah. When are you going? Late July, early August. Damn. Belgium, Germany, uh, Switzerland, Italy. That sounds awesome. And I was just thinking, um, going 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 to Germany. You know who I who, who I could visit there? Come on, uh, come on. Uh, you know this. You know this. The Rhino? No. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot. To do. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking of. But okay, I'm, after the show, I'm definitely gonna message him. And be like. Rana, I'm gonna be in Germany, like probably like beginning of August, based on the schedule, and we have to meet. God, I don't even know where he lives in Germany. Oh my God, now I'm, this trip's gonna be fucking okay. amazing. Oh my God. In fairness, in my travels, like I've met a lot of people from Germany. If anything, yeah. that that's the most common place that people seem they're from whenever you're traveling. True. Yeah, we, we did so, meet quite a few of them in Australia. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, you're asking me. It's like I I kind of said that just because of uh, the whole surf camp thing. So uh, so you, I thought there was a more obvious answer. I was wrong. I thought the obvious answer was going to be Paulina and friends since we were with them for a month. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, see that that came after surf camp in my yes. and I, I work I work in chronological order. So, uh, no, not, not to say I mean, I obviously I remember everyone I've met in the course of my travels, uh, but there's been many, many, many people. So, yes. And you just you just breeze by a fun fact about us. We both learned how to surf together in Australia. That's right. We we both we, we were able to stand up on a wave the very first day, right? You did too, right? You did. Mm-hmm. Yes, my man. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the best camps we ever did. You know, it happens to be the camp when we were almost thirty. Wait, you were thirty? No, you weren't thirty yet. Oh, I'm still like twenty-two, man. What are you oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, I if you ask me right now, I'd actually don't. I can't even tell you. I have to do the math. All right, all right. I, I know. I know my year of birth. I just don't keep track of my age because uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I never really saw the point in it. Well, I mean, yeah, because you know, it's just it's just a number. Um, I mean, if anything, it's 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 the mother that should be celebrating it every year because she's just like I had to hold on to you for like nine nine months inside me, and then I had to push out the watermelon. And then you're like, this is a day for you. I did nothing. I just showed up. <laughs> How did we get to here? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, okay. Let's jump into the homework, we, buddy. We, we, yeah, we've had good weeks. There we go. Sorry. We <laughs> went too much on that. Okay. So our homework. So um, I want to start with you because I actually forgot which I, I know it was an anime that I had, had had for your homework, but I, for the life of me, I do not remember. Like, and I don't want to embarrass myself even guessing. So just please tell me and put me out of my misery. <laughs> so you forgot the homework that you gave me. I knew I the homework I'm supposed to do. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's all that really matters, I yeah. guess. Yes. Uh, the one you had asked me to watch was called Perfect Blue. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. are your thoughts on that one? 
Uh, well, okay. I mean, it it was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, definitely a bit of a psychological thriller there. I don't want to give too much away, so I'm not going to dive into it from that aspect. I will say, if you've seen the movie Black Swan, Ooh, uh, that came really? out in 2010, yeah, it, it's almost, yeah, this is like a live action version, like Black Swan be a live action version. There was of a like lot of influence. This one. Black yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I did look into that. Apparently, they denied there was any, but I, there, I, I think that there's certainly uh, a lot of parallels there. Yeah. I also, because it's got that whole questioning your own reality thing, so it kind of reminded me a bit of uh, uh, that Shutter Island movie, yes. like, 10 years ago with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, The Machinist with Christian Bale mm, uh, prior yeah, to that. Great movies. <laughs> but in fairness, Perfect Blue was made before all of these movies. Uh, so, I mean, it definitely deserves the credit. However, it was not made before Total Recall, which I feel is the same thing, you know, kind of questioning your reality, uh, all of that. It, it, it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. I, the The aspect that I thought was kind of interesting is, like, seeing, I guess, the world from the side of fame, where it's like, you know, that pressure can really get to you, uh, especially as she's changing kind of careers so to speak and everything that goes with that having like crazy stalker type fans and yeah. you know a lot of people having an effect on you know the decisions you're supposed to be making like i don't know i mean obviously those aren't the types of issues that yeah, i feel <laughs> but it's it's interesting you know seeing i guess definitely the downsides that people don't consider when they're thinking about getting rich and famous or whatever right so oh but yeah it was a good movie yeah, I, I remember their last scenes in that movie that stuck with me, um, kind of. Yeah, uh, well, there's the, I, I don't even, I looking back, I don't, it, it's, I don't even know if it's real or not, but there's that kind of, that, that gang rape scene in the, know, uh, that's in the club. Yeah, and I mean, you know, definitely make sure you're in the mood for something like that, because it is, you know, if this was to be a live action movie, I feel like it would be a more kind of emotionally uh intense experience if this was live action versus the 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 animated because that kind of almost it it makes it more surreal when it's just animated whereas like if it was real you'd be like holy crap like these are some pretty intense scenes so yeah there, yeah. Are, a lot of, there are a lot of scenes in that movie i remember that felt very dreamlike yeah well and i think that that's the idea is that by the end of it you know you're you're, you're left questioning the whole thing be like hey, like what actually did happen i mean i understand what happened but i mean it it kind of leaves it to your interpretation in terms of you know what actually did happen kind of speak uh, kind of deal right so yeah uh, well uh, i'm really yeah man you make me think of the next one i want you to watch now because uh, not, not another anime, anime man i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not going for for three in a row i'm gonna, I'm gonna, take, <laughs> I'm gonna take a break on the anime yeah i, I agree I, I like agree. anime but yeah we, we, we need some variety buddy that's <laughs> that's the whole it's the spice of life right so yeah uh so uh i guess your homework uh well you didn't forget that one too i guess right no so. no, no 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 it was the sound plus <laughs> plus fury sound oh. plus fury <laughs> So I, I I went into this absolutely blind. I didn't I look it up on IMDb, didn't look at the description on Netflix. Okay. And um, uh, I I I, I was a little bit I had a little bit of something something before watching. Yep. And I'm glad I did. Yep. Do you have good headphones too? Uh, well, I I had I had like a sound bar. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I I didn't even realize going in like the whole movie's like kind of like a big kind of glorified music video you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i did say that but yeah you did yeah i yeah. do remember you saying yeah. that I, but i didn't remember until i started watching i'm like oh yeah right. you did say that <laughs> yeah um and like I, I was like i was like in awe of like how amazing the animation was in that first because it, it was like a blend of animation and cgi yeah um and it was a very cool post-apocalyptic world with this like samurai motherfucker and jabbing like this American muscle type car. Um, and I was like, wow, what is going on with this? And then, and then find out that, uh, the, the samurai badass was this very attractive woman. I was like, what? <laughs> I was not expecting that. Cause I, I, I guess it was kind of threw me off because the car, the, the, the way the samurai looked, so it was, it was yeah. quite refreshing when that happened. Yeah. And then like, 
seeing the animation of her like battling these the one kind of uh, very flamboyant bad guy I guess um, and then like the extremely large guy like it was like turned into like Mad Max which I thought was really cool um, and then I know that there was like a lot of there were a lot of shots of like all these you know, her being bombed left and right and then um, and then it just turned into some dance number I was like wait what <laughs> yeah everybody's naked it's just it was just a naked choreographed dance right I don't I don't even think the battle was I didn't think I didn't know if the battle was over I guess she won you know that's why the dance number happened well that that's um, actually it's not an uncommon thing for uh I think animes to do though for for the intros or the outros they'll yes. actually have uh dance numbers for the characters and then like the bad guys and the good guys everyone's dancing together yes uh whether there's some sort of deep hidden meaning of that i don't know i'm just saying that it is something i've seen before with anime and i think that that's why they did it in this this show right yeah yeah right i i, I get that and then like when it just turned into like it just seemed like the artist just you know fucking around just doing whatever that they like or what looks cool blended with the music mm-hmm. um so I, I, was, <laughs> I was i was just glad i was a little bit high watching this because <laughs> it was it was trippy Trippy is the the perfect word for for what this turned into after that first scene. Cause then it like it turned into like real life. And yep. then we're just following this guy. I'm like, okay. It's but I mean there's, there's really not much to say about this. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of like uh just amazing animation with this. I mean I, it's the same band the whole time, right? It's, it's Sturgill Simpson, yeah. It's him yeah. the whole time in, yeah, in the, the background, time. yeah. And yeah. it's it's very the music is perfect with like the animation. Every time I switched it up, it kind of just flowed together. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciate that too. But yeah, it, it was really short too. I, I I forgot it was only like forty minutes. Right. Yeah. But actually, it said it was forty minutes, but I checked it ended like at thirty one or thirty two minutes before it got to the credits. It was well, a lot like- of credits. Well, the credits are part of it too, right? That the, the yes. story—I don't know if you watched—that the story goes to the very, very end, like the the main story about the that samurai character you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it goes to the very end of the credits. Like there, okay, okay, yeah, but it was interesting as the way everything was like formatted, because it, it, it seemed like okay, we're doing this chapter, then we're gonna show you something else, yeah, show you something else, and then we're gonna go back. <laughs> You'll definitely. I mean, if you ever do watch it again, you'll catch things you you definitely missed the first time around. Like there, there's a lot, there's a lot in that that forty minutes that mm-hmm. they they cram in there. So oh yeah, it's nonstop. Like yeah, my, my heart was kind of pumping just like rocking to the music, you know. Well, at the very, uh, I forget exactly where, but like at the very end in the background, uh, I think it's like I don't know if it was like pile of garbage, but it's actually in the form of a thumb sign, kind of like uh, how everyone gives likes to you know, on social media and yes. everything, right? So there was a lot of that kind of, I guess, commentary that's kind of deeply hidden in there mm-hmm. when you're, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm i glad you had me watch that because it's a whole different type of like, animation that I'm used to, really. Like, well, like did, did you enjoy it though, or? Yeah, well, yeah? I, 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 I enjoyed like mostly like for just the visual and in, in, in a, a music standpoint, um, yeah, it was it was a lot like I've never seen like done, <laughs> yeah, and just how it all blended together. It was it, yeah. it's it's funny. It kind of reminded me of like so I, I went to this one. Um, uh, it was like this like big like a party at this uh, the science center and they had like the IMAX theater open, and it was basically like this DJ like he had all these kind of animation clips or like. Uh, real life clips that's uh, blended with the music and that's what kind of felt like where it was like just telling a story all in one without like any dialogue and I, and I found that I found stuff like that fascinating because it really makes you mm. just want to pay attention like what story are you telling or, or like you just you're showing me the story instead of telling me which I always find much more effective <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of a uh, when people get really lazy on the exposition position, uh, yes. exposition they'll Did just they tell you everything you need to know yeah Whereas, and then, yeah, more open to interpretation a bit too, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a recommendation yeah. for me, my man. Good, good, good. Good. So, uh, again, we, we, we give each other some, uh, 
I guess, approved recommendations on both sides. So, and that's that's what we want. I mean, of course, you know, I, I do want to give you. I, mean, I know we'll probably have a, a few where we have opposite opinions on, and those would be really fun. <laughs> probably, yeah. It's better than just sitting there, you know, kind of patting each other's recommendations on the on the back, so to speak, yes. right? So. Yeah. You're just like, oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one too. I know, I know. <laughs> Dog and stale really fast. We we need another 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 uh, the the big hit. Yeah, the big hit. We need another big hit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have more big hit recommendations. I'm sure. Oh, don't worry, buddy. I got those out the ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm locked and loaded. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, okay, so let's move on to uh, the theme of today's episode. Well, the theme is the movies that shaped us. So it, this could be from when you're, like, you're growing up, your adolescent years, even up to, to like high school, college. I mean, even afterward, like sometimes you, you don't you don't see a movie that, anyway, like it really speaks to you and kind of has you see films as a whole in a different light, you know? Um, so at least for my list, so John and I both compiled a list of five and from my list, it kind of ranged throughout like the years of my life on the, on these movies that shaped me. So yeah. Would you say something similar or did did you see this a different way? Uh, no, pretty similar. Uh, I think just in terms of, I tried to find, uh, like five, uh, that I saw before, like before my teenage years i'd say or just getting into the teenage years okay uh so there's everything is is that or or older for me and yeah. uh and yeah and just in terms of how some of them either made me see the world differently afterwards or just kind of you know i guess inspired you know a different direction uh, in my life so to speak gotcha okay so with all that said, you, you, you want to start? Give us your first one. Uh, first one I got, you ever seen the movie 12 Monkeys? I have seen 12 Monkeys, yes. Yeah. So that came out, and again, I'm sometimes I remember them a little off, but it's like I was around, I'd say, 10, 11 years old, give or take. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, no, it would have been uh, video rental. It didn't see a lot of movies in theaters at that age. It was uh, you know, it was, it was expensive, you know, between the <laughs> the movie and the popcorn that you had to like sneak all your food in. Anyways, did you have Blockbuster where you lived? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Blockbuster was everywhere, man. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so um, that one, like I said, came out when I was around like yeah, ten or eleven, and I I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone because definitely, I mean, it's easy to spoil it. Yeah, it's a great um, but but yeah, like it just that was the first movie of I think that kind where it's like then you start questioning, you know, I guess like you know the questions of like fate and stuff like that, right? Like you know how in control of my own life am I really, right? Like you know, and it's because that that really and like I, you know, when I was that age and I, I watched a movie like that, like I'd think about that or you know think about what it meant for sometimes even like weeks after I watched the movie, right? Like if it really blew me away, because uh, especially back then I wasn't watching you know movies after movies after movies because like i said it's either what you owned or what you could rent or go see in theaters and like it, it all costed money when you know can't say i wouldn't say i was poor but didn't have like lots of money just to you know just go see a new movie every night or something like that you know what i mean yeah yeah i, I, I was pretty similar as far as uh like especially my elementary to middle school years i didn't really go to the theaters much it was it was really until i was able to drive on my own or we went to the theaters a lot more yeah um but i love that choice of 12 monkeys i mean, I, I didn't see that until uh i didn't see this my first time was in college oh, okay yeah 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 i i didn't know go, going into it like what to expect there was as far as like the type of or the tone of the movie and the ending to watch out for and in the, the just how good brad pitt was like that's that's easily one of brad pitt's best roles Ever. Yeah, Brad Pitt so and, uh, and crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce Willis actually does a pretty good job too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in, in the nineties, Bruce could do no wrong. It seemed. 
No, no, I mean, that was that was not too far off of uh, Die Hard's. I believe this was between Die Hard 2 and Die Hard 3, so he was definitely I, a cat's I think, ass at that time. I think it came out the same year as Die Hard 3, and it was right after um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like I said, he was he was just knocking him out of the park at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Bruce. Good for you. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll go into my first choice, and this is one that has stayed with me since when I first watched it, I think when I was five or six. And then I think it just continues to get better every time I watch it, even, even when it got, when I became an, an adult, that's when it's like, yeah, this is the perfect movie. And yes, it's, it's, so obviously it's a different way because this is a movie I always like. I always like compare this to other movies, like oh, you know, because I have this at such a high standard. So it's Back to the Future. Mm. It's my first choice. I, I almost put that on my list, actually. You did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think if you ever if you can ever think of a you know like I'm sure there's some loopholes, especially when it comes to time travel, but like I can see this my personally the perfect movie. Um, and I remember I fell in love with it when I was five six years old and i probably watched it this is a movie i probably rewatched the most in my whole life it probably has to be i can't even think of the number i mean over 50 because <laughs> it was just like always on repeat especially owning the vhs you know just play it rewind play it back again it, well really those movies as a whole like i watched a lot even the second one third one i know some people don't like the the third one a lot but I actually think it's better than the second. I don't know if it's a hot take. I, um, I agree, actually. The you third, do? I, I, I think the first one is the best. Yes, I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, did it need the second and third one? But I, I definitely think the third one is better than the second one in my book. I love the final train scene. Is, uh, yes. I don't know. That was pretty it's, epic. It's pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. So much the, the, the stakes. The stakes are so high. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's cool, especially with the first one ending with with such a it ended perfectly to, to make way for a sequel, and but and I'm sure it was just thrown in there just for fun, and then once you know once the movie did so well, we're like, all right, we gotta make more money, 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 money. But I I think that that's you know I could see how time travel it could get addictive that way, right? Like you go oh, yeah. back in time, you're fixing some stuff. You go into the future, you're fixing more stuff, right? Like I mean, you could spend your Can whole life rich. doing that. Yeah. Figure out the stock market. Figure out which game is the best. And that's just it. Maybe the point of the story is that like you know, just do it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you keep you keep screwing with things afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, this should be a fail save on the thing. It's all right. You can only use this one time, and then the next time you can use it ten years from now or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that might be. Otherwise, yeah, it, it, it would turn into like a, a different kind of binge watching. Yeah, you'd true. be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like that one. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Let me redo this kind, again. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of like a Groundhog Day thing or something like that. True. That's that's my first pick, and uh, yeah, continue to this day. Like I just, I just, it's just amazing to me how how. Every every scene in that movie just connects with, t connects with me, and I feel like I know it memorized by heart, like yeah. all the dialogue. No, like I said, it's a good pick. It also, you know, and that's the reason why Rick and Morty exists. Is Back to the Future. Oh yeah, that's a good point too. Uh -huh. For sure. That's and we, have, we and John and I have a deep connection to that show. Mm -hmm. Deep, deep baby. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but but speaking of the third one, that actually goes into my second pick. So, but I'll, I'll go into that after yours. Well, I mean, if it's seamless, man, you go right into it. I'll do the second one after. All right, maybe I will. Okay, so I think another reason why I like the Third Back to the Future so much because I'm a big fan of westerns. So there's one western I watched with my dad in, I think I watched it the first time in like freshman year high school. And that's the film The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly with Clint Eastwood. Have you, have you seen this one, John? You know what's kind of weird? Like, uh -oh. and I, it's one of those classics that's always been on my list and I like, I always <sighs> mean to catch it. I, yeah. I've actually never seen that one for whatever reason, even though like I, I've wanted to, I just, yeah. Oh, that's just, oh yeah. Well, it, it might be a future recommendation. It won't be the future. Yeah, it, it might, might be, be a good future, idea. Especially yeah. if, we, if we go into Westerns one episode. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching this with my dad and like, I think at that age, I kind of wasn't into watching kind of like the old like movies like I guess before 
1970. Like they always felt kind of old to me, you know, unless it was like the animated ones, of course. But um, or like Sound of Music, <laughs> I remember watching that, or like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I, I kind of, I guess, I, I always thought like the westerns always kind of felt the same in a way because I didn't really watch any. I just saw like my dad watching. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's stupid. You know, I mean, you, you understand there's angsty teenage years, you know. <laughs> but I remember sitting down. He's like, he, he told me, he's like, I want you to watch this, son. Like, like don't just watch it for like the, uh, like the actual story, or whatever. Like, listen to the music. Like, the music will really like connect with you. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see. And like, yes, it is like probably one of the best scored movies ever. And it has like that that really memorable like theme to it where it's like the the one guy screaming like that ah like that like wow 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 <laughs> excuse my singing voice <laughs> um, <laughs> so so this movie connected me so much with not just the like actual you know it, it's a very epic movie in scale as far as westerns go and Clint Eastwood knocks it out of the park like he's he plays such an amazing badass in this but but I, I wanted to bring this up because like musically it really spoke to me where like actually in music class I wrote a paper on this movie and like showed the clip at the end where it's like a three-way um, like Mexican standoff and I, I remember like having so much joy like showing it to the class writing up the paper and everything and just like talking about my notes and like why this is like one like one like why this scene is one of the best film scenes of all time not not just because of what's going on on the screen but the music is what enhances it so and at the end of that report did you did you tell everyone in the class to listen to the sleepy games podcast yeah <laughs> i should i should let them know it's coming in the future i mean if we get that time machine we can, we can use the time machine go back tell them <laughs> i love it <laughs> i can't think of a better use for a time machine i know right let's <laughs> top of the list let's top of the list so, yeah, and of course I got an A. I got an A on the paper. I felt mm, so happy. And, and like, I told my dad, he was so excited too. And like, because I, I know, because you know, it wasn't for him showing me, I never would have had an appreciate, appreciation of this in the first place. So, I, I highly recommend everyone to watch The Good, Bad, and the Ugly if you haven't seen it, especially as Westerns go. It's, it's the best one out there, I believe. That's my, that's my second pick. I felt I felt good talking about it. It's making me want to rewatch that one actually, because I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> Wait, there's actually one more thing I wanted to bring up on that. I'm good, bad, and the ugly. Um, so, because of the music, like as far as shaping me, like so I know that that's the basis of this. Like, it made me have such an appreciation for like any composer, like for any film. Like, if the music really stands out. I want to know who that composer is. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna to listen to it on Spotify. You know, like having it because I have like a a playlist with all like like famous uh, or or my personal favorite like movie scores and everything. And uh, I just want to drop the name. The composer of the Good, Bad, and the Ugly is Ino Morricone. Absolute fab fabulous composer. So I just want to shout that out. All right, now I'm done. All right, your turn. All done now. Yeah, I'm all done. I get it off my chest. All right, well, I, I think it's good that we kept it on with you because uh, I got one that'll kind of work well into what you were kind of sharing there because okay. I think beyond the movie, sometimes uh, what adds to the experience is somebody you watch the movie with, right? Or if someone's yes. trying to get you into a genre or anything like that. Um, and, you know, you're watching one with your old man and I actually had one on of the five from my list, uh, which was... Uh, a movie that me and my old man uh, went to the theaters to watch and it, it wasn't honestly like one-on-one -on -one, I don't know there was any other time we went and saw a movie in the theaters together so maybe that's why it kind of stuck with me and and that well the, the series in general because uh, we actually talked about it earlier it was Die Hard with a Vengeance yes so I yeah I, I think that I mean, I do love the first one. I find that the third one, in in my mind, it kind of works better because of the back and forth between uh, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, because he he needs somebody there, right? Because like the like John McClane, he's he's kind of an asshole, right? And like, and if he doesn't have somebody there, like you know, all the time, like it, I I, I find that I don't know. I just found that that movie it really stuck with me. A lot more and I, I think that they managed to actually 
add more to the first one almost like like in terms of just making it kind of bigger and like more intense like because the first one it's like him in this building that the, you know with this dire of the vengeance like he's in an entire city like all of new york is basically like his domain for that movie right so yeah, uh, I really like how they connected the, the the first movie in that one too because what uh, isn't Jeremy Irons Jeremy Irons is like the brother or like, that's right yeah yeah okay yeah and uh, yeah and just just in general like and I mean it, it really you know it was it was another what action movie that really uh, kind of stuck with me uh, you know and I, again like I'm not gonna say it's perfect front to back or anything like that but like for being a product of its time, like in the nineties, you know, with what they had, everything like that. Like it, it's, it's a great, great movie. Like, and it, it sucks you in right from the get go. Like there's that, that opening montage with the explosion. And then, uh, you know, within, I want to say 10 minutes of the movie, like, you know, they've kind of sort of introduced this bad guy and then he's sending him on these, like these, these wild kind of goose chases or, or anything like whatever you want to call it kind of like yeah. when he's he's holding that uh, i'm not gonna say what it says you watch the movie yourself but he's holding the sign uh in a particular particular neighborhood i guess in new york i don't, I don't actually know the, the area that well uh but i, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen the movie uh but like that you know again it just kind of sucks you in especially like you know at that time I, I don't know it, it just especially for being i think that age and like just seeing like just everything in that movie had to offer uh i think yeah it just really stuck with me and again like it was one of the few times uh you know an experience like i said with uh with watching it with someone else like uh you know so yeah so that's my second pick is uh die hard with a vengeance i love that it, it, and you're right about like the chemistry between bruce willis and samuel L. jackson like they are hilarious in some of the scenes uh <laughs> that you can, you can really tell that they probably had so much fun filming together <laughs> oh god yeah I, I i think the one that that kind of like i don't know it still sticks with me to this day is just like is there a line you love yeah the, the one line where i don't even know what they were saying but he's just like yeah bruce willis or john mcclain or whatever he goes over to samuel jackson he's like he's like you know what your problem is you like you don't like me because you're a racist yeah <laughs> and, then, and then samuel jackson is like i don't like you because you're gonna get me killed <laughs> that is the best yeah i can i, I can pitch that scene so vividly <laughs> oh and then like yeah i, I it, it's perfect like so but anyways uh yeah that was my second pick so nice. uh i guess on, on to you for the third pick um so my third pick it's it's probably the it's the first foreign language film that kind of spoke to me i kind of didn't see any foreign language movies um before this one and i i, I took a class in college called um called world directors and literally the whole class is just seeing foreign language films from all over the world um and uh this I thought this you was, took business in school man well so you put you had to take some electives you know you got oh, to <laughs> And you know, it, it, and it had to be an art, uh, an art elective. Yeah. And thankfully, film is, is art. So I, I chose two film classes. Like, I think the first one was called Intro to Film, and the next one was a more advanced at World Directors. And this was actually so. This is a Korean film that stuck with me. Uh, so we we watched it in class because I, I think uh, we, we always had to like to watch one movie uh, a, a week. Like we either could watch on our own or like there would be like a screening for it. Like, I think sometimes it was during the class or sometimes outside of class. But when I watched this one, this this one's called Old Boy. Oh! You've seen this one? Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I, I imagine this is probably the original, not the remake. I've only seen the remake, but wow. Oh, you yeah. the remake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so it was my first time seeing a Korean film. And when I watched Old Boy, especially... Like for the way of for how dark and twisted the story turned into, I had no idea like it was gonna turn the. I mean, I, I can't spoil it because I think it's one of the best endings of all time. Is it similar to the remake? Like in terms of, or did they change some stuff? Like without I, giving I never, anything away. I never saw the remix. I don't. Know. Oh, okay. I was told not to watch it, so I just didn't watch it. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because someone said, "Oh, it's just, it's just a watered down version of the original." I'm like, oh, okay. Ah, uh, because um, 
I mean, I found the the remake. Uh, I I didn't I didn't realize there was an original until I saw the remake. Yeah, uh, and then I was like, wow, like that was that was a fucked up movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one it, it shapes me because I I watch so many foreign language films. I don't care about subtitles, any of that. Like I'm willing to watch any kind of movie, you know, as long as there's it's good, there's, it's quality to it. And the two scenes that I think of with this is the one the hallway scene where he's got the hammer and it's basically a one-shot take kind of kind of it, it looks like a 2d side scroller like from a video game the way the, the scene shot i don't know if they if they copied that in the remake or not they, they did i honestly thought you were talking about the remake yeah yeah the, the, yeah because it's like the it's like one of the most iconic scenes like in, in films and oh it's and, it's yeah I'm yeah not, I, i'm not surprised they they they, they okay they, yeah oh okay yeah because i remember it being that a very very like memorable scene like in the violence it's very uh i think almost like realistically done i mean yes. you smash somebody in the head with a hammer chances are they're going down for the back up from that one. <laughs> 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 like watching that scene especially at that time i feel like with action movies it was during like the born era so it was a lot of quick cuts quick cuts quick cuts with the action mm, yeah and seeing an action scene just one shot and i'm just like wait this is what action can be just like simple realistic one shot action i think about like how many times they had to you know, choreograph this or how many times they had to shoot this in just like one take yeah and i'm sure they did like probably 10 times or so and this was the best one you know obviously so that scene always stuck with me and of course the ending scene with the you know the information that was not given to you the whole time and how the whole story plays out and then what kind of i mean just how graphic and brutal and scarring really the ending of the movie is because it's it's deep and depressing like you kind of like you're just left there just like fuck this is not where i saw this going (laughs) like there's nobody can predict it you know what i mean yeah it's uh it's out there yeah yeah that's yeah with in so after watching this movie, it opened my world to to international film, and especially with Korean movies. Like Korean movies, some a lot of them are really fucked up. Like I still think this is still one of the most fucked up, but there's a lot of others. And actually, I watched one from this director um, like two months ago. He had a new movie come out that is called Decision to Leave. It was a much more pull back and kind of like detective story like not as not as brutal or, or, or i guess deep as the story goes it was much more simpler yeah so th- th- that's why it's my pick is it, it opened my world to international film and i'm so glad it did that's a good one i like that yeah um so i guess so now we're on to number three for me I yeah guess, you're number right? three. okay so um actually i'll i'll, I'll kind of open with something a little bit different so uh the house that i've been working on uh this last last week uh there's been there's been quite a few nights like i've actually spent the night in the house right because it's just easier you can just kind of do work till bedtime get up and just kind of keep because i'm just trying to crap on a bunch of work right mm-hmm. and uh i was told well actually i shouldn't say that like the first night was it was a really weird night that was a weird vibe and i i'm not a superstitious guy at all really like i i don't like i don't know if you tell me ask me if i believe in ghosts and that kind of stuff like i haven't seen anything i guess in my life to make me believe such a thing uh but the thing that was weird is that like i was trying to sleep that first night and like it was like somebody was playing the guitar in the background and then it was coming from inside the house like i can i can differentiate it from outside it was like it was definitely inside the house right and and it was this weird thing. It's like it's like they were trying to pluck these strings, right? Like, and then they, it's like almost like they were trying to learn the guitar or something. And it was like, anyways. And so yeah, I had kind of I had a pretty creepy night. And then the next morning, I'm kind of cleaning out like in and around and stuff like that. And then like underneath uh, the deck outside, I actually found this old uh, guitar case. And there wasn't a guitar inside of it, and it just kind of creeped me out. I guess some more. And, and just going into this whole story, like, in terms of any time you're in these kind of creepy, scary, you know, horror, any of those types of things, 
one of the movies that stuck with me uh, because of basically, I think the character's response to everything and just how comedic he makes the whole thing uh, was uh, Army of Darkness. Oh wow, <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say, but I love that pick. <laughs> that was a long-winded story to get to that. Okay, you don't like that? No, I do now. <laughs> Well, I don't oh, know. So you better not look really disappointed with your pick after this story. Okay. <laughs> Are you disappointed? No, I love Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. Good, good. There's yeah. actually a new Evil Dead movie coming out. There is, actually. I heard that. I've heard good uh, things about it. It's, it's got good buzz. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I, I'll probably go check that one out. Uh, I, I didn't mind because I know they redid that a couple years back. I think it was like six, seven years ago, something like that. There was another Evil Dead movie. Yeah, did you watch uh, the TV show? I did watch the TV show. I liked the TV show. Uh, I, liked I, it. I loved it. I thought it, it definitely captured the same feel. It did. Uh, yeah, I was kind of. It, it, it did like. I'm pretty sure I watched it to the very end. Like, was it two seasons? Like, right. Two seasons. It got canceled though. I think is the problem, right? I'm just. Like, I'm, just I'm just glad it, it lasted as long as it did. I was surprised, <laughs> guys. Because <laughs> it's beautiful. The name of the show is uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Just let yeah. everybody know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, if you like Army of Darkness or even Evil Dead 2, Correct. Uh, I, I was you'll, you'll definitely... That. Yeah, Evil Dead 1 is, is definitely just like kind of a straight-up horror movie for anyone that is not familiar with that trilogy. Evil Dead 2 is kind of... It's almost a mixture of both. Like It's very 50-50 yep. between the horror and the comedy. Army of Darkness is like uh, 10% horror, 90% comedy or something like that. It's just kind of over the top. I, I don't know. I love it. To this day, I still have the odd quote or whatever that I I, I still like to rock, you know? <laughs> that, Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> I, I always have the lines like, this is my bow stick. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love it when he gets to that cemetery and uh, and then he forgets the three lines and he's just like, tattoo. Virata, then he looks around and he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. He, 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 he's a national treasure, that Bruce Campbell. Let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a on Spotify. There's actually there's a song about Bruce Campbell, and it's just a band that's just going on about how much they love Bruce Campbell. It it is as good as you would think it is. It's, it's a, so this is probably the dream for this podcast if we get Bruce Campbell on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be perfect for it yeah he's he's the one guest i would like to have on this show yes. <laughs> it, it, it would be like well, Bruce, we're not gonna get any other like guests like you'll be the only only celebrity guest we have and like we know we will we won't be able to top it so that's pretty much I mean. exactly <laughs> like you're 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 not wrong yeah. like uh yeah I, I was happy to see him in uh multiverse of madness he had a little uh a little cameo there Yes, even though the movie was disappointing. <laughs> well, he was not. Just, he was not the reason. No. He was, yeah, he's great. No. Yeah, yeah. He's he's always he's always a gem. Yeah, he needs to be so, in more things. I think well, he is. You just got to find them. Well, you think he'll make a, well, you think he'll make a cameo in the new one? In the new what? The new Evil Evil Dead. Uh, I don't know because he didn't. He I don't think he had a cameo in the last one that they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Anyways, though, so that's my number three. I guess uh, number four for you now. Okay. Um, so number four, I'm going back to the past. How far are you going to go back? Way back. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is the movie that spoke to me the most on a comedic level. Um, realizing how funny and quotable a movie can be. And I, this was on. I didn't even watch like the like the actual like VHS or uncensored version. I watched, I watched it on TBS. Yeah, TBS is the, the cable channel. For, I mean, I think it still exists. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah. Um, so well, we had it up here, anyways. I don't know if it's still on, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. But yeah. um, so so this one was like it was always quoted around my friend group and even my brothers too. And like, we all, we, we all consider it like our favorite comedy and whenever it was on, like we were always getting so excited and want to like, we, since we didn't own it, like we we're always just like waiting for it to come on TBS or whatever, like cable network channel. 
Too evil to watch it. So, this pick is Office Space. Oh, yes, I like that. Yes, yeah, and it, it's still it's still one of my favorite comedies to this day. And when I, I, I even just watching the, the the censored version on TBS, like it was like so many so many amazing lines are the ones that you know it doesn't need to be censored. Like it's just overall just the way people say things. It's yeah, just so hilarious. And what what these characters get into is like how like kind of because like it's a pretty it's a pretty good story in, in itself like where it goes as far as like you know him getting hypnotized and then and that plays a huge factor into the rest of the movie <laughs> and it kind of uh yeah i mean it it drives the characters to, to better places for everybody it seems mm-hmm. it, it, especially milton you know he ended up on that on that beautiful paradise island yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but but with all the characters, you know, with, with, with freaking Lumberg is like, and Jennifer Anderson's in it. She's good. Yeah, I, I would like, I'd love to watch Kung Fu with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually heard that they made. Uh, I don't know which office supply company, but they actually made red staplers after that movie. They probably made a killing. Because yeah, because like, I don't think it existed before that. I I remember reading something about that or hearing something. Like, oh, the, only, was like, I don't know like if it's true staplers. or not, but it's only like black ones. Yeah, until, exactly. Yeah. And, they, and then there was this little red stapler, and it's like it's a kind of a thing of that movie, right? So no, uh, it, it, it's it's a yeah, it, it's a pretty good movie. Like uh, I think it it is too relatable maybe to a lot of people, oh. especially that printer scene, man. Oh, oh anytime. We would all want to bust the shit out of a printer. Oh, it's on back alley in a field somewhere with a with that bat. Oh, that is one of the best <laughs> scenes in cinematic history. The music going along with 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 destroying that printer. Oh, yeah, it spoke to so many people's hearts. It was beautiful. Especially watching it as a kid and then working like a job similar to that outside of college. Like you work in a cubicle, typical nine to five, answering calls. You know, a lot of people you you don't even see in their faces. And it's just like the main Dane and just kind of just tiresome and like especially dealing with the with bosses you know the, the whole like multiple boss thing I think it's so, it's so relatable oh my yeah. god and, and oh yeah just telling you the same thing over and over like like the whole thing about like oh did you get to get you finish those TPS reports <laughs> he, he gets reminded like five six different times <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, and and his boss. He's like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go ahead and get you to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, him hiding from him, like so he doesn't have to work the weekend. It's funny with that scene, especially because I believe it came out the same year as The Matrix, and The Matrix is a very similar cubicle scene, trying to hide from people. <laughs> like, well, like, right? The same yeah. year, see like the cubicle trying to hide from somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that that was just a thing of like the '90s is uh, those cubicle scenes in offices because that's yeah. what every office looked like. Mm-hmm. Similar back to the future, I can, I can rewatch that movie all the time. Actually, I want to mm. see if, if 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 the if the girlfriend has seen it. Oh, I th- I well, think, there you I think go. Like it. Yeah, all it's right. a bit of a yeah. That that one's a bit more of a cult classic because it, it. I don't think it did very well when it came out. No, I think it kind no, of bombed pretty hard, which is it, it right. is a shame. But like, because it, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, I, I think it's another one I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch again recently. Like at least at least this month, I'll, I'll get to it. This is I'm just gonna send me the lines now. It's like I was really I to see here again. And the music, like, like someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, like, like that's, 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 that's like a staple of society where people are saying, that's fucking from office space. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it's one of those movies where I think some people might even know the lines from it without knowing which movie it's even from. They just quote it. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of takes off. It has a life of its own. Oh, I can't wait to watch it now. Okay. So I, I think I think we're running a little bit um, behind. So I, I think I think we should, four? We should, we'll just do this one. Your last one. We'll have this be your last. The last. Oh, one. okay. We'll, so we're doing we'll four each. Up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, so for this last one, uh, and part of the reason it, it, it sticks with me, um, 
I think it's because it gave me a love for something that I didn't quite have. I won't say I didn't have any love for it, but like it kind of it came out at the right time when I was just like because I was like in my teenage years, uh, just as that this is getting kind of appealing, like the appeal of cars is, is getting more interesting, especially, you know, at that time. And uh, the movie, that's uh, gone in 60 seconds. Uh, not... I thought you were going to say another one. And then you, okay. <laughs> you know, Fast and Furious or something? I did. Or... I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Uh, like Nicolas the... Cage, I get it. I I mean, I do. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think... Isn't there shame? I think Isn't there shame he, in that? He, you know what? You can say what you want about him. He, he gives, gives her 100%. <laughs> he gives it his all every fucking role. It, it, it doesn't matter if he's in the worst piece of shit garbage movie that'll be seen by five people that guy will deliver a fucking scene for you like he he's like i'm here to work <laughs> i'm gonna work hard <laughs> he, he, he's kind of he's kind of had a uh, a second um uh, prime it seems you know like I mean? it yeah, he, yeah he, the... he's like back in like the like the mainstream movies again yeah, yeah, I, I think that, uh, well, I think that's what happened. I think after a while, people were like, man, like, they probably saw the same thing. They're like, we're watching these garbage movies. <laughs> you're, you're still, like, you haven't phoned it in. Like, you've been you've been doing this now for, what, gotta be 30, 35 years easy, right? And I was like, and you're still committed. And that that's a rarity, I think, in, uh, in, in most professions, right? Like, at that point, you're just like, fuck, it's time for retirement, you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing this shit too long. But, uh, anyways, uh, going into it, like, that specific movie, I liked it because it, you can tell there's just a love of, like, cars. The focus is the cars. The thing with the Fast and Furious movies is, like, I swear, like, some of those movies, like, 90% of the movie is not about cars. It, it's just a bunch of other stuff going on. Not to say that I don't like those movies or anything for what they are. I do, and I mean, you could almost, I mean, there's freaking, like, a dozen of them now, so it's yeah, like, you, it's really you could the do first one. You could do a whole show just on that. The third one, too, actually. Uh, there, there's a few, but yeah, like, especially as they go on, but even originally, I mean, like, there was, again, it was kind of secondary, but I'm saying, like, with Gone in 60 Seconds, mm -hmm. like, the focus is the cars. Like, it is, like, over and over again, like, that's the focus of the movie, right? So... Anyways, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, I think it was just, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of good, like, car chases and stuff, too, like, back in the day. I mean, you're, if you're going to compare it to stuff like Blues Brothers, it's a cool car chase scene, but I mean, just in terms of, like, I don't know, just kind of raw, kind of car chase nonsense, like, I don't know, I, I like that one. Uh, but, like, at the end there, because it's, like it's like a 10, 15 minute car chase sequence with the, uh, the old Mustang there. Yeah. So... And, and with this movie, like, this is the one that kind of, like, kindled really, like, my love of cars. And I ended up being uh, a mechanic for a number of years. And, you know, like, it, it, it obviously helped to kind of thrust my life into that direction, I guess. Uh, okay. To working with cars and stuff. I've sold cars. I've fixed cars. Done, you know, I've, uh, I've done, done lots of things with cars. <laughs> so, like... And I, I don't know, I mean, like, I guess, you know, maybe that would have happened regardless, but, like, I remember when that movie came out, like, I, I don't know, like, it was just, I I, I, I love that movie, it was, a, it was a lot of fun to watch, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say everything in it is 100% accurate, but I still don't think it's as bad as the Fast and Furious movies for the inaccuracies, because, mm -hmm. like, those are, like, blatantly... <laughs> blatantly bad like you're just like <laughs> there's so, actually, there's a lot of gone 60 seconds i don't remember now I've, i watched it like once when like, around when it came out it came out like what 2000 2001 oh something like that yeah i want to say nine, 1999 2000 give yeah. or take yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think it came out right around the same time as the first Fast movie, within a year or two, right. I would say. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. like, with studios, a lot of times, like, competing studios are going to come out with, like, very similar movies around the same time. I, I read something about that. Apparently, a lot of times when you see that, it starts off as one project, and there were so many creative differences, and just kind of, and then it splits off into two things. That's when you had, like, you're like Armageddon, but you have like Deep Impact, right? And like That's you had Volcano, 
you had Volcano and Dante's, Dante's Peak, like, yep. and like, and they always come out at the same time, and like, and that that's apparently what happened within the industry. Supposedly, I think I read it on a on a on a cocktail napkin in a bar one time. <laughs> yeah, it it must yeah. be accurate. And I was like, well, that makes sense, so it must be accurate. <laughs> Anyways, though, uh, yeah, definitely last pick, gone in sixty seconds. Good tune in there, Lowrider. Ooh, I do. Have, <laughs> yes, you're right. Even though I I, I always think of Lowrider from uh, from uh, Days Getting Confused. Oh, I do. Mm. Which is one of my faves. It is, is it? Yes. That's uh, interesting. You should say that. Because it's yours too. Oh no, no, no. I I will have something for you next week. Uh, just based on uh, comments, comments and conversations we've already shared. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm picking up what you're putting down baby yeah yeah so i'm, I'm gonna have uh i I'll, I'll have a little something because uh yeah anyways i'll we'll, we'll get to that next week then uh so we've done four you've done four now too yeah uh okay so and i guess uh yeah let's end on that one in um because so, uh I, yeah, let's say the fifth one, or like we can do a different number next time. Um, yeah, but... yeah, I, I like that because yeah, I feel yeah. like it. It is. It's hard, and like there's so many movies that have kind of stuck with me. Like you see something, and like you, you can't unsee it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, or you can't unexperience something. Like you know, like it, it puts you into someone else's shoes or something like that, or makes you see things from a perspective like you, you had never even dreamed of. Sometimes, right? So. Dude, you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I get, I get speechless sometimes with things you say. I'm like, yeah, you said it best, Sleepy Johnny. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I wonder, I'm just like, man, is this just verbal diarrhea coming out of my mouth? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess that's for the audience to decide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just it. It's like, well, we've got two listeners, John. Yeah, maybe it's that verbal diarrhea. <laughs> That's what, yeah, we'll, we'll notice in, like, in, this, in like the, um, the specs for everything. Right, this one, this is when they turned off the podcast, right? When you said this line. <laughs> mm. Okay, so uh, for recommendations, I actually just got an idea during this episode. So did I. Uh, you did, eh? I okay, did. Let, let's both throw out our, our ideas, and then we'll pick on whichever one's better then. Okay, well, so you brought up... Um, because when you talked about 12 Monkeys, you gave me an idea from that one. Because I kind of want to get you another, like, I mean, not so much time travel, but go into, like, more of a post-apocalyptic world. So you made me think of that. Okay. Uh, wait, should I name it? I should name uh, it? Okay, yeah. okay well, so so that that was your idea. So I kind of had, like, I guess a, well, a different idea. Because we were, we were both talking about Old Boy, and I think the thing that's interesting is, like, you've seen the original, I've seen the remake... I was saying that we could both swap, watch the other one, and then we can have a discussion ah. for next week. And you'd actually have a theme for next week. We can talk about originals versus remakes. Uh, and I think that that would make a good theme because I think there's a lot to, uh, I love lot to this. go over there. I love this. Okay. All right, done. You can Beauty. Me. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, I've like I said, I've seen the remake of Old Boy, so I'll see if I can get my hands on a copy of the, uh, uh, the original. I actually, so. I actually own the uh, the the original, so I'll, you do. I'll, I'll, I'll ship it over to you. Just give me your, your address in Sioux Falls, all right? Okay, yeah, sounds good, buddy. Yeah, Sioux Falls. We got you got PO box in Sioux Falls. I, you know what? Yeah, yeah we're we're actually still running on the uh, the old uh, carrier pigeon system yeah. out here. <laughs> so I'll, I'll <laughs> fly, fly one over there. Fly the DVD the whole way there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a DVD. It's not even on Blu-ray. Um, but no, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Okay, it's a, it's very popular. Um, oh yeah, no, I, I should. If I, if I have issues, I mean, I'll, I guess I will. <laughs> will have to put a you know two three weeks from now after it finally gets to Sioux Falls. Got 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 to give that bird some breaks. Yeah, you know, it, like because you're like in the middle of nowhere. You know, hopefully it doesn't get lost or. But, yeah, like I mean, where where is Sioux, Sioux Falls? That's in like that's in southern Cambodia, right? Or... Yeah, southern Cambodia. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right beside our Angkor Wat. There, there, there's Sioux Falls. <laughs> are, you, are you looking at a map right now? Why are you saying this? Gee, how do you know, man? You got you got the specifics specifics down. 
Um, okay, so that's our homework. We're watching. You watch the original. I watched the remake of Old Boy. I yeah. love this. Okay, um, sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the show this week. Um, thanks for listening. And Sleepy John, I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, buddy. Right in the feelers. Stop. All right, I'm gonna turn this on before I start tearing up. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> See ya.